Welcome, 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 guys. Welcome to the Cone of Shame Veterinary Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Andy Rourke. I have a great episode for you today on cats and cat enrichment. It is with my good friend, feline behavior consultant, Ingrid Johnson. She's a technician in Atlanta. She's amazing. I've been doing a ton of work with her. This episode is it's short. It is concise. It is just packed full of pearls. I promise you are going to be glad that you listened to it. And if you like it, and first of all, definitely check out other episodes I've done with Ingrid. The uh, the Scarf and Barf Cat is one of our all-time most popular Cone of Shame episodes. Uh, that's one with her. It is fantastic. And, guys, on October the 28th, that's a Wednesday, about three weeks from the time this uh, podcast comes out, Ingrid and I are going to do our first staff training session together. We are going to do it. It's going to be open to the public. That's right. Your text, your assistants, your front desk, your anybody who wants to work on these skills can get involved. We're going to do about 90-minute training sessions, and Ingrid and I are going to do tips, tricks, and hacks on positively medicating cats in your clinic. We are going to keep your people safe. We are going to keep the fear down, the stress down. We are going to, um, we're going to just generally get better medicine for cats. And we're going to focus on not getting bit and on not getting frustrated and on not having pills <laughs> that get spit on the floor again and again and again. So Ingrid, I got to tell you guys, uh, I ran through this stuff with Ingrid and she's got videos and we're going to show them on, on the training. She's amazing. She is a Jedi master at this stuff. I just, I was just taking notes like crazy. Uh, I'd love to see you there. I'd love to see your team there. More information on that coming soon. Just be looking out for it. I'll let you know in the coming weeks. But we're going to get that thing opened up. And we've never done one like this before, but we're going to do it, including some live demonstration stuff. So looking good, uh, feeling good. It's going to be fan flippantastic. I hope to see you guys there. Let's get into this episode. This is your show. We're glad you're here. We want to help you in your veterinary career. Welcome to the Cone of Shame with Dr. Andy Rourke. Well, welcome back, everybody, and welcome back, Ingrid Johnson. Thanks for being here. Hi, Andy. Good to see you again. Great to see you as well. <laughs> All right. I uh, I love when you're on the show. I uh, I always learn so much. I've got a learning exercise for myself that involves you. I have... I have a cat I want to ask you about. Have you got time? Absolutely. I always have time for you. Good. Awesome. I appreciate it. Okay. So I have a new cat owner who has come into the clinic, and she has got a new cat. And she wants to make sure that she is the best cat owner that she can be. And she is talking to me about enrichment, which makes me really, really happy. What she has, uh, so some of the things that she has, she said, I'm really into it. I've got a cat condo. I've got a scratching post. I've got some cat toys. I got a wand toy, um, and I've got a window perch. I'm pretty much set for enrichment, right? And what I want to put to you is to say, you know, she's pretty proud of herself, and and I'm and and I want I want to give her good advice. So when she says to me, "I'm pretty set for enrichment," right? How do you respond to that? Well. First, I would praise her because it sounds like she cares a lot. and She's, she's trying. Yeah, she's excited. Yeah. yeah, she's into it. Yeah, so she's she's totally got the I'm going to get the Gold Star Cat Mom Award for the year. Right. And that's awesome. And all of the things that you mentioned that she's providing are fantastic. But I think that 
we have to be a little careful when we use the term enrichment because there's actually been a change of, of verbiage in the veterinary community now in the behavior community really referring to these items that you've listed as environmental necessities. It's really not so much enrichment uh, really kind of assumes that we're giving the cat something extra. Like we're doing something more and better than what their basics are. And all the things that we just talked about are really just the basic things that you need to care for your cat. I don't mean to sound unkind or like my expectations are out of control, but you don't get a prize for offering a scratching post. You have a cat. You should have a scratching post. You should have a couple of them. And they should be in different areas of your home. So it's not like you get a amazing cat mom award for having a scratching post or a cat condo. Because it's right. expected, right? No, that 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 totally makes sense. It's uh, you know, I have uh, kids and I feed them, and that's <laughs> that doesn't count as enrichment. Uh, apparently, that's that's the bare minimum, is what I'm told. I feed them well and feel that that's harsh, but here we are. Okay, uh, <laughs> so let's so uh, let's Maybe let's talk about. I, I, <laughs> I gave you a list of the stuff that that she's doing that she's excited about. So. Uh, the scratching post for for sure. We've talked about that uh, a number of times together. Sure. The the wand toys, the foraging toys. We've talked about the mental stimulation that's sort of required there. Uh, window purchase, cat condo. Talk to me about those as necessities versus enrichment items. So, I mean, cats need to be up high. They need to have the ability to seek height. It is just innately what is a cat. Now, occasionally you do get the cats that prefer to burrow and be down low, and they're usually more timid cats. But cats seek comfort and security being up high. So even if you live in a 5,000-square-foot home, you should still have vertical space for your cat. Whether that vertical space is a freestanding cat condo or a series of cat shelves you've put on your wall like we build doesn't matter it's just important for them to have that height and so again it's it's not necessarily an extra so it's an environmental necessity okay so give me some examples of environmental enrichment the environmental extras that i can take back to this cat owner Okay. So yeah, I think that going above and beyond those basics that we first talked about. So like scent enrichment games, hiding things throughout the house for your cat to seek and find. Having one wand toy is not enough because cats are going to get bored. So we have to rotate the the options that we're offering and give them different predatory advantages and, and opportunities. You know, maybe she has an amazing wand toy, but maybe the cat doesn't want something that flies in the air. The cat wants something that scurries on the ground. Mm-hmm. And having one food puzzle is great. And we don't have research that backs this up. But after 21 years of experience, I can only imagine that as such an intelligent species, they don't want to empty the exact same puzzle every single day for 20 years. Right. So let's change that up. You know, let's maybe not feed them in the same place in the house every day. Maybe we get our canned food on our cat condo. Maybe we get our canned food in the bathroom. Maybe we get our canned food on the window perch. And we actually rotate around where we put our bowls and the food puzzles, maybe we hide them. So we actually can create some, some seeking um, games. So we basically just take it a notch farther where we just don't throw some toys on the floor and leave a scratching post next to the sofa and go to work. We mm-hmm. try to make the environment engaging and mentally stimulating. And there's a slippery slope there with cats because change is stressful. So when you move to a new house, you have stressed out, terrified cats. Right. But when you move the cat condo from one window to another, 
or you rotate their toys and you put out a tunnel and you put out a brown paper bag and you kind of switch out some of the stuff that you're offering, that's novel change, which creates interest and it's fun, you know? So it's, it's important for them to have those novel, subtle changes in the environment and have a rotation of offerings. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely, I, I definitely, uh, no, I definitely get that. As far as, and uh, I'm trying to give uh, the clients. I always try to make things as easy as absolutely possible in the clients. Are, are there is there a system that you go through to build out enrichments to figure out what what cats like? Can you give us any pointers in getting her to find the enrichment items that are going to really speak to her cat? Well, I think we do have to accept, particularly if you only have one cat, we are probably going to waste some money on some things they're not going to like. Mm-hmm. It's it's very much trial and error. Um, so she has to, you know, you don't have to buy a lot of stuff for cats. You can make a lot of things that they will enjoy too, toys and beds and hidey holes and all that kind of stuff. But one of the other things that I wanted to mention about going above and beyond, um, is beyond just toys and stuff. It's actually training, training cats, like clicker training them that Mm -hmm. takes enrichment beyond because a lot of people are not training their cats. A lot of people are not teaching their cats to come and call and high five and walk on a leash and go in their carrier on command. And that is both mentally challenging and physically challenging and really builds the bond between the pet and the cat or the cat and the pet parent. Um, So I would say that if you take the time to train your cat to do tricks or necessary behaviors that could save their life, like go Mm -hmm. in their carrier, I think that that's going above and beyond the average pet parent. And average offerings in the home. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Definitely, as far as being mentally stimulating, I, I totally see that. One of the big pushbacks I get on cat training in the exam room is pet owners say to me, "Well, she doesn't. She's not food motivated. Mm. She doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't like like the treats, or she doesn't. She doesn't do treats." You, I'm sure you hear hear uh, you know pushback like that. How, what do sure. you what do you say to that? So a couple of things. One, I would ask how and what they're feeding because they might be oversaturating the cat and food so that the food really isn't very motivating because they're just so satiated all the time. I'm not saying starve your cat so you can train them, but I'm saying you might only offer dry in a food puzzle and not give them a bowl so that they're a little bit more jazzed about treats. I would also say that they probably haven't explored the realm of different food rewards and I actually do have a food rewards for training and medicating purposes handout um, for free help for clients on my website on the education tab. And it goes over a lot of things people don't think about, like cream cheese and whipped cream and some of the, like the Prescription Hills AD, which is like crack for cats. They love mm-hmm. that in the service. Great reward. Um, peanut butter, mini marshmallows, just random stuff, spam, stuff that you don't necessarily always think to offer cats, but stuff that's safe. That might motivate them. And then I'd also remember that we don't always have to reward them with food. For example, a lot of kittens, particularly, or really playful young cats, will be very happy to get a click and a quick feather, and then click and a quick feather. So if you're clicker training them, their reward is a chance to chase the prey for just a second. So that can work. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. genius. I and love, of course, I love it. when you're training, you know, intermittent reward keeps them doing the behavior so for a lot of my cats now that they've got this they've got the concept down they don't get food every time they get a lot of praise and a treat at the end cool yeah that that absolutely makes sense perfect 
I'm feeling pretty good. Any last pieces of advice for me before I go back and talk to the lady about going beyond the uh, necessities into the extras? Well, I guess all I would say just on the ending on the whole training concept is that if we elevate our expectation of the cats from the moment that we get them and we teach them to wear collars and we teach them to walk on leashes, I mean, just think about it. You could take your cats on a walk with you. You can take your cats out in the yard to garden. Their whole lifestyle could expand and really grow if we thought to train them from the moment we got them instead of just using it as a cute party trick to teach them to high five. Sure. Well, the idea of leash walking my cat is much more appealing when I also have a, a recall command. You know, I, it just feels much, it feels safer, less, uh, less stressful. Whenever I'm outside uh, with a cat that's not used to being outside, I'm always worried about dropping this leash, you know, or, or something like that happening. And so a good, a good recall command makes the outdoor excursions much less stressful for me. Absolutely. Cool. Thanks again for being here. Where can, uh, where can everybody find you? At fundamentallyfeline.com on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Perfect. Well, thanks again for being here. I always appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks. And that's our episode. Guys, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got a lot out of it. Hey, don't forget, team, next week is Vet Tech Appreciation Week. Celebrate your vet techs. They're going to be aware of this. Um, you can find tons of resources and stuff on the Dr. Andy Work Facebook page. It's the easy way to, to go and look. DrAndyWork.com is going to have tons, uh, tons of stuff on it as well. Um, just say thanks. Just be appreciative of, of your technicians. And if you really want to blow their mind, if you really want to blow their mind, I'm going to help you right now. I'll make a deal with you. I'll do you a solid. If you will write me an honest review of this podcast on iTunes... And then send me an email and say, hey, I wrote this review. Um, this is the, the name it's under. And uh, this is why my technicians are amazing and why I think that they're incredible. Would you give them a shout out? I'll do it. I'll film a video for your technicians talking about your vet practice and your technicians and why they're amazing. And I'll send it to you. And then you can show them uh, a message from me talking about them and how much they're appreciated by their doctors and their managers and their practice owners and their front desk and things like that. So anyway, I'll do that for you uh, just just uh, give us an honest review. Let me know that you did it and give me the information so I can make something special for them. It'll be short and to the point, but um, but it'll be heartfelt because if you take the time to do this, I know you appreciate your texts and uh, you're putting the thought in to let me know what, uh, what makes them great. And I'm just going to shout them out because I'm sure that they would appreciate the encouragement. So anyway, guys, that's enough from me. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Wonderful, wonderful fall. Be well. Take care of yourselves. Bye.